Better bam 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 bam. Number four. Number. Uh, is it four? Shit, man. It might be number four. I don't know. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah. But oh, are we recording already? Yeah, we recording. <laughs> we recording, oh, man. Are we passing the mic or is it just gonna be chilling? Oh no, no, no it's right. good, bro. Oh, this song's, this song's crazy. Yeah, they, yeah, they can hear you. But shit, man. What what you what do you want to go by, brother? Man. Shit, I don't even know. We'll go by my my government name. I bet. By the first part, and then we can switch to the. If we talk about music, we can talk about my producer name, which is Desperado. Anything unmusic related is probably going to be related to everything else right. I do. So it could just go by my name, Justin. Bet Justin, yes, sir. Yeah. You know what? Well, it's episode five. Do a die podcast with your boy Nee. And your boy York, man. Hey, man. Welcome back, man. Thanks. Another week, another guest. Yes, sir. Today we have a special guest go by the name of Dun 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 Desperado. Desperado. Let's get it. Hey, we're gonna start off with music, and then we're gonna transition to personal. First question: When it comes to music, what was the drive to even get into the game? All right, that's a good question, man. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> people memories. don't know this, but uh, so my mom was always around music and shit and they listened to like Barry Manilow and like Cat Stevens and all that 70s, 60s shit. <coughs> Old school shit. Yeah, so we had like record players in the crib and my aunt, she was an oboe player and she played on, <coughs> on the woodwind and shit. Oh, okay. So like she was, I was always around music like just from people playing instruments. Uh, my mom played piano. My dad really doesn't give a fuck about music. But, <laughs> you know, he 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 likes that old shit. So yeah. whatever. He he doesn't really like. Rap he doesn't song. care. He doesn't care about song He likes his Ti twenty fours. That's it. That is that funny. Is funny yeah. as fuck. Dead ass because he likes the chord progression and shit. That's funny. So I got into music really though, like That's funny as well. <laughs> sixth grade because I was in band, bro. My parents put me in band. And I was, I was in band with Adrian Gell playing the trombone, bro. Fucking Adrian. Yeah, man. Fucking so Adrian. I just remember rolling up into that class, and the first person I looked at was Zach Day and then Adrian Gell. I think Zach still does music, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah he, he plays, plays guitar. guitar. He's in a band, yeah. I haven't yeah. talked to him in a long time. I want to say he's like an artist now. Like, yeah, he's like an artist. Yeah. yeah. I haven't really seen what he's doing like lately, but yeah, I, mean, I know he's still playing guitar. Yeah. Him and Jack Powell were big guitar players. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, a lot of people must go doing music. Yeah, so okay, I started Jack. like doing the trombone shit, and then I quit that, but it really got me into music, though, because I learned how to read it. Yeah. And I was never one of those type of people that I could hear something and play it back. Mm. But, but once since you I, can read it, it's like, ooh. Yeah, once you can read it, it's, it's like... an advantage. Yeah, it's like going to Mexico and not knowing how to speak Spanish, but you can you read, read it. Yeah. So you actually know like half the shit you're doing, basically. Yeah. So you're not, you know, completely ass out doing something you don't no, know. So like, at least you, you you understand it. Yeah. So I quit band and then I downloaded Fruity Loops like seven or eight or some shit Damn. on LimeWire. <laughs> oh, there you know that's young. <laughs> Hell yeah. Damn, LimeWire, man. So sacred. This is like two thousand seven, bro. Oh yeah. Hey back that was like seventh, eighth grade. Wow. Yeah, so Wow years. I was fucking grade. around with that for like a year and then but at the time I was really like playing video games and shit all the time but then i don't know what really got me was uh when i started uh i used to look at dat piff all the time bro. shit download the is, latest uh mixtapes yeah, bro. everybody everybody that's listening to this if you know dat piff you already know what the fuck is up oh like, yeah that piff that's real shit plug, man. if you didn't have dat piff i don't know if we can even be friends honestly yeah so <laughs> I would, yeah i would look at dat piff all the time and this is like seventh grade and sixth grade and shit so I was just always trying to find music because, you know, you come home from school, it's like, what yeah. the fuck are you going to do? LimeWire, Dab you know, uh, Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Play some fucking video games. <laughs> exactly. So, so I would go on LimeWire and I'd be like, man, I downloaded probably so much Lil Wayne, bro. And that's what, you know, Wayne was hot. Oh, yeah. That, Back in them days, oh, debate, yeah. He's the best rapper alive. Oh, no I probably song. heard almost every Lil Wayne song that was no coming man. out around that time. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. So I was downloaded Wayne. I was like, you know, that was the Soldier Boy era. So you might download a Fifty Cent song, but it's gonna be a fucking Soldier Soulja Boy, Boy song. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And you might shit. You might fuck around and download a song and find a Lil B song or something because he was doing true, the same yeah. shit. So oh, true. Yeah, Lil B is a flirt. I remember I found uh, Wiz Khalifa through LimeWire, and I was like, damn. And this was seventh grade, bro. So that dude. So this is gross season, like before. Damn. Yeah, you found him around. Damn. Before Prince of the City. Yeah, you found him way uh, back. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I didn't find him to like either. I think I the mean, end for of for me it was two thousand nine. Yeah, it was like the end. I of... I didn't even try to cap. I think I put you on Wiz or Mac. It one was of the two. You put me on one of them because I remember yeah. someone put me on Wiz. 
think I don't remember exactly who it was, but I don't someone, know. it might have been you. But been you. I found it on Dat Piff. I know you put me on Casey Veggies for sure. Yeah, bro, and that was another Dat Piff find. Another, so yeah. The way I was doing this was I was, and like I was just on Dat Piff, and I was like, man, who can I find that's hot? Because. You know, I wasn't really into the radio and all that shit. Like, yeah, that shit got boring. Yeah, and that was like the yeah, height of that. It's like you keep hearing the same shit. shit. Like, that's right when Gucci Man started to pop off, but then yeah. they tried to make him pop and all that shit, and he was like, no, fuck that. Yeah. That's when Lemonade, Back to the track. Lemonade was coming out, those, yeah. those type of days. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <wop. laughs> um, but yeah, so I just, I mean, I just, what really got me into it was finding artists, bro. And like, I used to love seeing that. The, the blog days, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit, the Tumblr days, uh, 2009 to like 2011. No cap, I still use Tumblr. I'm not even going to lie. I, I never use it. I, I, never, I, 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 I use I it for like a split second. I, have a I still got an account, but I just yeah. haven't used what it. What is it? Like, what, what is Tumblr? Is it, like it was basically like Pinterest before okay. Pinterest, and like you could have your own little website or blog without like paying money. Oh, okay. So... I mean, you could follow other people's pages and shit and just, like, network, but um, I found a ton of fucking music through that. I found a ton of music through Dat Piff. See a bunch um, of cool nudes on there. Two dope boys, yeah. Uh, Mass Gorilla. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of blogs at that time. Titties with the beanies on the head. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was definitely that That was bitches. that era. Little yeah, scene yeah. bitches. Oh, yeah. have some bitches. I mean, like... With the fucking uh, peppermint things on the yeah, nipples yeah. and shit with the fucking Santa hat on. Um... Good days. Yeah, but so I mean, what really tra- uh, you know, I'm, I've been rambling, but what really transitioned me into like really going hard in music was like finding these new artists because mm-hmm. I I really got to see like oh damn like that's a cool sound I wonder what the next tape's gonna sound like exactly. and so I did that a lot with Casey Veggies and like Dom Kennedy was like one of the first people that I really really paid attention to from a career. Progression wise, he was going I, off back then. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, on this tape called L.A. Unified School Di- Sound District, L.A. Uh, USD, and I found Polyester the Saint on there, Dom Kennedy, a bunch of West Coast guys that are doing their thing right now. And this was 2008, before they were really like popping. Mm. And then after that, I believe Dom did Best After Bobby, which was the mixtape uh, that he did everybody other other beats on. And then he dropped that uh, uh, another tape, and then the the West Side Would Love West one came out, and that's yeah. when I think me and you were fucking with that shit hard because that's when. Covert Coop by Currency came out and all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was the one with Freddie Gibbs on it. Yeah, yeah, that shit went stupid. Yeah, so, I mean, I've always been just trying to pay attention to, like, mm-hmm. what was the, uh, yeah. the first instrument? Instrument? God damn, instrument. God damn. Instrument. The instrument that interests me. <laughs> yeah. There we go, the instrument. Shit. <laughs> um, are you talking about, like, virtual or just in person or what? Uh, in person if you have one, but not virtual. I ain't gonna lie, like, what really got me into it was Deadass the Trombone. It's fucking stupid as hell, but it's a, it's a fire instrument. Yeah. Um, the trombone was the physical instrument, and I think uh, if you talk about, like, getting into the VSTs and shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nexus 2 all day. Bro. Okay. Nexus was, like, really when my music shit, like, I started... That's when you can show yourself elevate. I started going really hard yeah. when the ne- when I when I downloaded Nexus, I started going dumb. What is that? It's like a is program? A plug-in? Yeah, so it's like a rompler. Like, they have, um, basically, like, they have a bunch of pre-recorded sounds, and it mm-hmm. plays, like, a bunch of different notes, so, like... Every Lex Luger song you hear, Lex Luger beat, gonna have Nexus in it almost, damn near almost every Lex Luger. Yeah, I've been Luger hearing the name a lot. So um, it's, a, it's a plugin that was really popping off between 2012 and like 2016. Okay. Metro Boomin, all those dark beats, got they got Nexus on them. That's a lot. Um, anything 808 Mafia mm-hmm. during that trap, like 2014, yeah, that okay. shit. 2011 to like 2015, 15, 2016 yeah. is gonna probably have Nexus on it. Yeah, that's about um, that trap they got all, super that, hard. That was really like if you didn't know what you were doing from a mixing wise, mm-hmm. uh, you could get away you with could it. Get away yeah. with yeah. it that would help. That's very true. They very got fire ass pianos very in that true. bitch. That's good. And y'all know the first trap beats were either piano or some sort of string. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, I'm gonna say about 80% of the time you hear a piano beat, it's got Nexus in it. That's crazy. So, yeah. What do you think is like the big sound now that's going off? Like, Man, so what do you mean when you talk about sound? Like, particular, like, what sound's standing out more than any other sound in music right now? Or in hip hop, to be specific. Hip hop rap. Uh, so, 
it's probably a bigger movement, but when you talk about hip-hop and rap, like, for the African-American community, and this goes back to Ye's Drink Champs. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen Ye's Drink Champs, stop this right now and go look at it. Because um, it's all, to me, 100% true, and it's got facts, bro. Like, Ye was talking about all the labels and all that shit and how, you know, only 10% of that earnings from the streaming came mm-hmm. back to the artists. Yeah. And then you still got to um, break that 10 down and pay crazy. Right, so, like... It's all about that independent movement and owning every every stream of income you have. Exactly. That Larry June, that Dom Kennedy shit, mm-hmm. like uh, they getting all that money. They might not be making it like they might not be making it like Young Boy, but they probably getting more money than that nigga. Right, right. Crazy and, to say. I mean, it's not even like a healthy thing to like compare mm-hmm. yourself from a fiscal standpoint, in my opinion, because art is valued in a higher form than a piece of of a dollar. Like let's you almost like, can't put a value. You on can't. It. You can't. And that's yeah. why, like, that's why it's very important to diversify, like, what you're doing. So if you think about a traditional artist, and we're gonna talk about like some music shit here. So um, if you think about a traditional artist, and you're, you know, you're popping off. Let's say knee. Like, let's say I'm, I'm an A and R. I'm, I'm a, you know, a scout at Universal. Yeah. And I see knee, and I see James, and I see York, and I'm like, shit. Like, damn, these guys are popping off. I'm gonna offer them, uh, you know trip up here to come sign a, a deal but then you you know you get there and a lot of people are just starstruck like you go to new yeah. york you go to la you're like god damn i'm in the building like yeah. shit i'm talking with all these good people but then when you actually look at the terms and the papers like most of the people that sign deals like they'll look at this shit and they'll be like damn all right this, that's a bet i'm getting a 500k deal or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they don't understand that that's a 500k deal over x amount of time that that you don't even have that 500k uh in full really because there's taxes. Right, and not even that, that because that's split over four years. So like if you talk about a, a deal that's like, you know, yeah. a three album deal or yeah, a two yeah. album deal and you're talking about, oh shit, how long is it gonna take you to make the album? Number one. <laughs> Number two, is the label yeah. even gonna clear what you're doing? Exactly. Number three, is the label even gonna allow you what to, allow you what you want to do from a creative standpoint? And number four, um, you know, all that money that you're making, you're only gonna see like 10% on the streaming. You might have a clause in your contract. And that's being where, generous, huh? Right, right. And you might that's have a clause so in your dumb. contract that takes all, takes some of your merch, takes some of your shows. It's a 360 deal. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you know, if you if you really got, like, that's what I'm, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to extrapolate this and put it in y'all's terms. Like, if you talk about what you guys are doing right now, and I know you guys are, like, super, I'll, I'll say, like, probably a little bit early stage. Oh, for sure. Like, what you got to do is, like, Super early. Really find like a a group of people, which you've already found pretty much, that are local that aren't necessarily yes men to like just yes tell you everything mm-hmm. what you want to hear. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's not going to help you. Oh, but no. You got to find a, a group of people that knows what they're doing in certain aspects and just build a team. It's like it's no no different than building a team on like five v five pickup at the gym. Like yeah, you got to find one brolic dude who can play center. You gotta find one shooter. You gotta or two shooters. You gotta find a point guard who can run the, you know, run the court. So you gotta think of it as like a business, and it's it's entertainment. But you can't call yourself a rapper. You gotta call yourself an entertainer artist. No, because I'm an artist. we're artists. Yeah, I can't be I can't be entertainer because so, I don't entertain people. Right. In right. the aspect of, I'm not gonna because for me, if I get to a point to where the music becomes bigger than me, you probably won't get a show unless I want to perform. Right. It ain't gonna be no tour dates. It'd be like if I wanted, like Erica Badu type shit. Like if I want to pop up, hey, book a show. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think I want to get in that lane of doing the traditional shit because from what I see, it get people all fucked up because you try to kind of go yeah. towards something that you're you trying don't to even please want. them instead of yourself. Yeah, because you don't even want it at the end of the day. Yeah, and they, and when I say they, I talk about the labels. Like they just see you as like a check, right? But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like that check to them is one thing. Exactly. It's just music. They got a hundred more motherfuckers. Right, right. But yeah, if exactly. you break it down and you think about it, and I'm going to use Larry as an example because I know his business um, better than pretty much any other rapper, but uh, I wouldn't call him a rapper. He's a businessman. Look at this dude. He's He's got a, he's got rap albums. He mm-hmm. drops albums. And he was signed to Warner Brothers for a minute, but he bought himself out of the thing, I think. But I, I don't really know the specifics of how he got out of it, but I know somehow he ended up out of it with his masters which is good but 
He's got a clothing line. He does shows. He books he his own shoes. tours. He got the shoes. He got the fucking merch line. He got the fucking boba store. He got the boba store. Yeah, he oh, got. Yeah. He got. You know, he's got businesses and real estate and all. Yeah, this he's stuff. doing money. And like money moves. Hell of money moves. Think about it. It all goes back to one thing. And the one thing is compound interest. So true, when you true, talk true. about growth of anything, there's always an aspect of interest involved. And, you know, I, I, my boy Omar, he's a producer. He produced for everybody, pretty much. Um, he yeah. just signed to ATL Jacob not too long ago. Congratulations, my dude. Yeah, shout uh, out to Omar. Yeah, anybody need beats, let me know. I'll c- connect with him. But he's, he's really doing his thing. But um, I was telling him, I was like, bro, like, there's future value in everything you do. Like, he just dropped a song. Um, he just had a song with Yo Gotti. It was a single. And... I remember he, well. he was talking about it. He's like, man, I put in so much work for this song. I don't know if it's going to you know, come out. And I was like, bro, like, if you finish this track and it's in the bank and the vault, there's still future value, so you might as well do it. Mm-hmm. And then like two weeks later, the song dropped. So like, that's another thing too. There's future value in every action you do and everything you put out in the world. You just yeah. don't know what kind of traction it's going to have. Until it's out there. Until it's out there. So... I mean, when I think about you, James, and your art and shit, like, mm-hmm. you, you just keep doing that shit because you never know. Like, fucking Bill Gates might see that shit and be like, God damn. This is crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. and it, everything is about that six degrees of separation, too. So, when you talk about, um, you know, getting your work out there and stuff, people don't realize social media is crazy. I personally hate social media. I don't really do shit on social media. Mm-hmm. I got an Instagram, I got a Twitter, but I don't really tweet. It's more of like my stock market shit. But um, when you use social media and you're doing all these different things and you're being creative, it's so easy to reach the parties or the party that you want to get to. Not from a like, oh, hey, I need to work with you, but hey, recognize me and put yeah. me on your radar type shit. Because the Instagram has definitely helped me in the past, I would say six months. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, man. It has me a tremendous amount to where sometimes I don't even have to leave my house you just post a picture and somebody come get it type shit right right and then you know that even lowers your overhead because you don't have to go pay gas and all that mm-hmm. shit exactly. so, that's the best way to do it yeah but like I'm talking about just getting your name out there and I'm, I'm going off on a huge tangent here but oh, no, I hope good. I'm dropping some knowledge oh yeah that's, uh, that's what we need man just talking about like using social media and if you're a creative like you know if you don't if you don't clock into a 9 to 5 and you have time like your phone Bro, anything on social media, th- you are connected to somebody very famous within six degrees. Like, I would say less than that almost. Right, right. right. For almost. us, it's like almost a person away. At right, this right. Point. That's yeah, true. Yeah. That's the best part to be at because when Omar, and I'm going to use Omar again as an example, like I, I started fucking with him maybe like 2014 maybe. And I started teaching him how to make beats and like really I was breaking it down to him. I was like, bro, like what's your goal? He was like, I want to have a song with Travis Scott. And I was like, all right, well, like let's see how we can get there. And we sat down and I mapped out like how far away he was from Travis Scott through like a tree of separation through people we already knew. So I was like, look, if you can establish a relationship between yourself, a a value adding relationship, Mm -hmm. not just hitting somebody up and be like, yeah, give me money for this or whatever. Um, but like, you know, how can you get to the next level and add value and level yourself up and then get closer to your dreams and your Mm -hmm. goals or whatever? So we went through that exercise and, uh, I mean, it's crazy. The story behind like that, we, he never got the song with Travis yet. Um, but we did end up getting the song with future, which is a high tech tech. That was a dope ass song. Yeah, you told me. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. But, uh, we did the same thing there. We're like, okay, like who can we work with? That's that, you know. Um, and I'm, when I say we, I'm talking about him, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. as an exercise, like who can we reach that you're already kind of connected with that you can add value to and that you guys can get some money to, with. And that ended up being, you know, like ATL Jacob for him. Mm-hmm. That's was, another producer, right? Yeah. 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 He's, mm-hmm. he's, 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 ATL going crazy. Jacob, ATL Jacob. Oh, um, yeah, but I mean, I never, I don't know Jacob, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Omar, like he knows him. Omar cool. signed to him now, so it's yeah. like it's it's dope. That's but really he cool. made that that pathway there through that exercise of like, okay, like you know, how can I get closer to my dreams That's by adding question. value? How do you feel about um, YouTube artists making that transition to those label deals? 
Can you give an example of a YouTube um, artist? Because there's a lot. There's uh, a Pilot lot. Kid. He's a kind of. I feel like he's a YouTube producer when it comes to how I discovered him. Oh, you're talking about producers? Yeah, or yeah, artists? yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the YouTube producers I only really like know of would be like Internet Money. So mm-hmm. that's like Taz Taylor, um, Nick Mira. Okay. Um, you know, like those type of dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know much about that. I don't, I'm not really tapping into YouTube. I mean, there's a lot of wealth of knowledge on there, obviously, but like, I don't. You don't, don't watch it as much. I don't watch YouTube as much for music stuff, but like, I don't really know how. I mean, it's a great tool to scout mm-hmm. from a label perspective. I mean, I found so many people on YouTube that are just like going crazy. There's a dude uh, that Omar showed me Bash for the World, and he was. You probably don't know him. He, I think he's from Dallas. But uh, he was kind of getting a lot of like a lot of buzz, and then I I just listened to his shit on YouTube. I don't know why it's on streaming, but yeah. I listen to it on YouTube. Um, but as far as like building a YouTube presence, like mm-hmm. I feel like the biggest thing to do is just add value. Like, and that'll come back to pretty much everything we talked about. Tell your shit, yeah. Is just put something out in the universe, but don't ask for anything, and then you'll get people coming to you because you have. A nugget of knowledge that they don't yeah so like i mean i do this every day for my job anyway like i'm in sales for a fucking corporate company but like the biggest thing in sales is like giving a tidbit and then getting back so you want to give a little so you can put that hook out there and then the prospect is going to come in and take that and then you can reel in the deal so it's almost like the same concept if you want to build like a following or whatever and like i've done this before um, with my same alias Desperado, but uh, I ended up like wiping it because I went through some crazy shit with this girl, and she was like, "You better choose between your shit or my music, and or me or my me- or your music." And I was mm. like, "Man, like, all right, I chose her instead of the music, oh, which is retarded." But <laughs> I mean, you know how yeah. that shit goes. Yeah, you know how this shit go. But yeah, I mean, before that. Yeah, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. I'm going to just stop there. Yeah. <laughs> he said hey. Another question. All right, no. <laughs> when it comes to producer presence in the industry, do you feel like it's important to have a B-tag or not to have a B-tag? Oh, you got this from produ- producer grind, huh? <laughs> I don't know. That. That's a question <laughs> producer oh, grind. I don't know. He said, um, he said, this just came off my head. I would say, I would say like, uh, it's important, but you don't need one. Mm-hmm. And I'll say that, like, I feel like it's, it's and like, I don't want to piss anybody off, so I'm just not going to say any names, but it's cool if you have a signature sound, uh, you probably don't need a beat tag. Like, for an example, like... Like a style scorch beat, I always know what uh, it yeah, is. Yeah, or I could turn on a Timberland beat, and it, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, or I could yeah. turn on a Metro beat, and you know, you're probably yeah. just going to know, but I feel like it's important, but you don't need that bitch everywhere on the song. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard some, I mean, I'll love to Wheezy, but I've heard Wheezy beats with like eight tags and I'm like, bro, we shit. know you made the beat. <laughs> like shit. <laughs> you just have to make sure niggas knew. Yeah, yeah. This beat, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah. That's that's kind of um, you know, like his wave anyway. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it adds to the to the like slappiness of the beat though. Because like, yeah. that's the wrong word, but like if you hear like uh, you know, like Wheezy out of here. Like that shit. Right before the beat drop, know, yeah. I'm gonna keep this song on. That didn't take you, yeah. Right before yeah. the beat drop, yeah, that was giving me everything. I'm gonna keep this song on because I know Weezy ain't fucking making no whack beats and that's you know. Facts. And that's the artist shit to be whack on this type of beat. Right, right, that's right. A fact. So if I was Metro, I'd be like, you gotta make the song first and then I let would me say know. I would say the only <laughs> to answer your question out of this debate we've had, the only time it's corny is when you're a YouTube producer and you fucking take somebody else's gimmick like mm, metro Gun, I heard that a lot, or yeah. like you know you, your name might be like uh your name might be like john and you take like john boom john like, boom yeah bro, type yeah, shit like, yeah that's yeah. fucking metro's shit bro yeah make your own shit up like, go fucking get something else you know like and you know my name desperado how it came about was um actually a funny story like i'll, I'll just tell the story because we're talking about Skin names it. but Skin uh it. Like, often me and Omar are talking, and I'm like, bro, like, I don't even know anybody with a more fire moniker than me. No, like, not mm-hmm. not to brag on me, but I love it's that. Not, it's it's, really it's is, fire. Yeah. It's right on. It sounds like a fucking uh, old Western. It reminds me of, like, a Western dude that used to yeah, shoot bro, shit up. I, have, I don't know. I have a lot of art that we, that's in prototype right now for the, for the launch for the label, and, like, um, 
it's all that Western vibe. And like That's there's an artist right. named Matt McCormick that I want to commission. And he has like the greatest Western. He did the Don Tolliver Heaven or Hell album cover. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I knew right, about him right, before right, it, but right, right, fucking right. Don over here. Uh, oh, finding, yeah. finding those good artists. But uh, how I got my name was I was in Spanish class in ninth grade. And there was this dude, Chris Barnett. I don't know if anybody knows him or knew him, but mm. I was telling everybody he was a uh, treetop pyro from Dallas. <laughs> I think I remember you told me about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> In seventh grade? Yeah. No, no, twelfth grade. He was twelfth grade. I was in ninth grade. Maybe. So I mean, I don't know if he was valid. Yeah, maybe or not, not but he that's, probably wasn't no one too yeah, serious. That's another I mean I think it was a power room. Yeah, I mean dude was rolling with his crew or whatever, but I don't yeah. know if he was a real peer or not. Yeah. But anyway, um so you know, we were in class <laughs> or whatever. I remember this dude, this other dude, he was cutting up Tyler Spears, crazy ass. He was <laughs> Sweet, in class man. always talking shit and uh Chris just gets up. He's like, hey, bro, I'm going to give every single one of y'all a nickname in this class. So he was going up and down the rows, and he was giving people nicknames. <laughs> and he was tripping out. <laughs> and gave, Tyler Spears sat in front of me, and he gave Tyler Spears the name Maje- Majestic. <laughs> Majestic. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that name for? I hope my name ain't that whack. Yeah, so sense. he got to me, and he goes, he goes, I ain't even going to hold you, bro. I don't even know what to call your ass. But... I'm going to call you Desperado because you always, t- to yourself, you don't talk to nobody. You're just like a mysterious dude. That's like, what I was actually pretty loud. Nobody really yeah. knows what the fuck you're thinking. That's so I was like, all right, yeah. I'm going to take it. So I kind of took it, and he would call me that in class. Desperado. And I was like, man, I'm I like that, man. And he was like, you know what? I like this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just use that shit. On the, on the flip side, um, I don't know if y'all remember Cam. Cameron, Killer Cam. Killer Cam, Killer yeah. Cam. Yeah, I remember Killer Cam. Killer Cam. Yeah. He was in my homeroom class. With I think Cam was going on some gang shit, too. Oh, the guy he was, was he was, Nah, he was on some he was real. A, he was yeah, a, the one with yeah. yeah. Oh, was, yeah, that dude was cool as fuck. Yeah, he was cool. Bro, when I heard all that shit about him, I was like, man, no. Yeah. Well, I, I can't believe it. I don't know. Wait, what happened with him? The last time I heard about him, he went to jail for, I think, uh, shoes. Oh, uh, yeah, I knew that. Dude, yeah. that was crazy. Killer, Killer Cam. That was in high school, right? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, right, I think... He was about to graduate. He probably out by now. He was he was yeah, active, hopefully. bro. He was real active. Oh yeah, I think, he was he was active, bro. I think Killer Cam. He was what did he always wear like bubble coats to school? Yeah, he was. I, don't know. I he remember was, he was. <laughs> he was on some shit, man. He was crazy though. Like that was a good dude. He uh, and um, he and Nick Nick Turner and I and him sat at the same table for a uh, homeroom, and uh, it was this crazy lady named Missy Vara. And we would always walk up in there and freestyle and shit. And Killer Cam was always like, man, I don't give a fuck about my grades. Like, she was like, Cam, you got a 23 in math. He's like, bitch, I know how to count my money. That's all I need. <laughs> so I was like, fuck yeah. And I, I was <laughs> You know, me and Nick Turner, we've all, you know, we freestyle here and there or whatever back in the day. And like, I was just chilling at the table and Killer Cam starts busting down a beat with the pen. And I was yeah. like, all right, I'm going to go. So I was like, you know, we'd just freestyle or whatever, and then I, he'd, he'd be like, all right, you tap on the table. So I'd do it, and then he'd start talking about those, all this Hoover Crip shit, <laughs> rapping and shit. And come to find out, I think his dad was like a major Yeah, I think I remember hearing some shit OG. I think I remember hearing some shit like And uh, long, long story short, he, would, he gave me a nickname, and he was like, he was like, he gave Nick Turner the nickname Red, because, you know, his hair was... So I was like, I was like, man, and he told me and Nick Turner, he's like, Nick Turner is the easy yeah, name. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, anytime y'all need something handled, just let me know. He's like, y'all, he's like, y'all too, y'all gonna groove till the world stops moving. I was like, okay, I knew at that time, I was tapped yeah, in with the body. Right crib out of that. I was a certified Hoover crib. Out of that. <laughs> and, you know, I was, I, I was, was it? Was it? Was it? I was. <laughs> No, nah, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, he he did give us some some knowledge, some baseline knowledge. He didn't give us the whole book, but um, yeah, because really, gang culture is a book. Yeah. Like GD no, started yeah, out, yeah. like people they handed down literature, like real books. Yeah, it's and it's it was the, like the it just got out of hand now, but like it, it started off as like some real discipline type shit, right? Yeah, and it's crazy too because um, you say it was like another religion. Damn near, yeah. yeah GD yeah. was their religion. Gangster disciples. So. I don't Black know, man. disciples. That's another story too. Cause BDs, girls be talking about their baby dads, but they really be talking about BDs, man. You know, <laughs> they got BD issues. Oh, dude. Charlie has some gang shit. <laughs> shit, you never know. All right, uh, studio etiquette when it comes to man. what you need in this bitch. 
When it comes to blunts, weed, what's some top three things that you gotta have in the studio? Man, I haven't been to the studio in a minute. Um, but when back in college when I was going mm-hmm. to the studio, I was going every day, damn near every day. I had a homie who was who had Putting a spot in that work. And uh, I had to have a, I gotta have a yellow Gatorade, the thirty two yeah. ounce. You gotta have a Gatorade. That's my favorite one. And then, yeah, I feel that. Uh, I'll take like a little bit of like any liquor beside vodka, really, or yeah, gin. True. I don't really fuck with those two. Um, Gin's rough. But that's really it for me. Gin is rough. Alex Richardson got me on that gin, man. Fuck that. Oh, that was some, shit. Yeah, it is. Fucking Irish, man. Um, Hope he's doing good. Yeah, he is. He's up. Um, but I, I had to have you know a Gatorade and, and a little bit of alcohol, not like a whole ass bottle or anything. Yeah, yeah. Just something Just to get you started. Yeah. Two cups, I really be, I be good. Yeah. Um, but now, really, like. I don't really like to be going in there like wasted or anything because I like to get my shit done. Um, you know, anything like I like to have snacks, bro, like chips. Mm-hmm. I like to have gushers. I like to have uh, like any sort of candy or chocolate that I can just munch on while I'm working or thinking. Something, something quick. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't. I, I just got to have a Gatorade, though. I have to have Gatorade. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Um, but I don't really be taking much. Uh, you know, yeah, because you'd be really producing, like, engineering, right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah. like, it, I'm more dialed into my work, probably, mm-hmm. so I don't really like to fuck around, but, like, if I have homies in the yeah. place, I'll fuck around a little bit. Yeah, because I can't mix high, around. really. I can't yeah. mix and shit like that high. Yeah. I mean, you gotta fuck around anyway in the studio just so you can get the juices flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't really like to get in there and get fried out like a motherfucker, you know? Like, I know a lot of people that I've been in the studio with, they'll just roll in there with the ounce and just start rolling up and I'm like bro like you just paid for four hours of studio time you're gonna take 30, smoke two 30, hours. 30 minutes to roll up the whole ounce and then fucking not even inhale this shit for the whole mm-hmm. four hours to take some pictures and <laughs> you're gonna come out here with no fucking product so it's yeah, like come out there with one song yeah, yeah yeah not even one or maybe half of that bitch yeah yeah probably half of that bitch you paid a hundred twenty dollars especially if you get like if you go into like downtown like Barron at least Barron's like Baron's like, Baron's like 180 for like a four hour block. It's not that really? bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. If That's you don't want to engineer. Oh, I want to engineer. Yeah, if you yeah. want the engineer. No, I want that nigga I be seeing with the dress. Oh, he's hard. Yeah. 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 And Dorothy goes hard too. That, oh, that Asian girl, Dorothy. Okay, okay. She you tell me about her. Dorothy, she did a lot of, uh, I mean, she doesn't know me personally, but she did a lot of the artists that I used to manage in Houston. Mm-hmm. And then she did everything for this dude uh, that I was fucking with at Baylor who he kind of, yeah, I don't know what he's doing, but he, um, he he had everything done at Baron. We did everything legit, and he was about to go, but some shit happened where his, his partner got shot in a bad deal and like died, and uh, yeah, he just stopped rapping. Oh shit! It was some some bad shit. Those are the the boys from the tray though. They'd be acting wild. Big facts. They said, "Fuck this shit." He had to go black. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, so for you. Just FL, man. Uh, FL Pro Tools, fucking... Um, that's pretty much it. Have you seen Ableton? Yeah. That's I, like all the... Everybody... A lot of EDM people use Ableton. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't... That's like, true. I'm not even mentioning yeah. it, because that uh, Gabe Twin guy, he yeah, does yeah, make yeah. a lot of those type of beats. Yeah. yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm not even going to cap, like... It, it doesn't really matter. Like, everybody kind of has their logic, own man. preference. Yeah. Every, I started on Logic like way back mm-hmm. though, like way back when I got my first Mac computer, it came with it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I didn't really like fuck with it like that much. But I. Oh, well, it came with it back in the days. Well, like I. Well, you bought it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm about to say, damn, free Logic. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a good old day. I had to pay two hundred dollars. Like, yeah, I feel like yeah. no DAW is like better than any other, but like it just. It's just how you use it and how yeah. you know how to use it. Like, or whatever you're most comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, Kenny Beats, he uses fucking Reason, I think. Wow, that's Or weird. maybe maybe Ableton, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've just been seeing that starting to be the quote-unquote industry standard when it comes to a lot of places I've been watching when it comes to how they set up their studios, man. Yeah, I mean, every studio should have both, either way. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, because I'd be fucked if I go to, like, a Universal Studios to say... And they don't have logic. I'm just like, they got, I don't know how to work anything. Oh yeah. yeah. No, but I'm like, just, I'm just saying like, if that was just like, a so thing. you just gotta bring your own damn yeah, laptop. I'd be yeah. Like, oh, shit, I mean, I, I roll in there with my laptop. Uh, anyway, yeah. That's yeah. Bring your own shit. Like, well, I can but set up my shit. Fucking professional studios. Yeah. How, how, what's like, 
What's the setup look like? Because I've seen videos where like they have like just a laptop on the table, Man. and I've seen videos where they have like almost a thirty-two inch joint in the like thing. And oh, the touchscreen Raven. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah, that is. What yeah. is that? So I, the Baron, they have a room with the Raven in it. It's okay. just like a big automate uh, digital mixing board. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that's crazy. So you could do everything in Pro Tools on there, but you still gotta have the screen up there mm-hmm. so you can see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but like every every studio outside of Baron that I've been to. You just plug your laptop up and put it on the mixer. That's all right. That's all right. Or, or, yeah. or they have, like, a computer that you can plug into. Okay. Um, yeah, most of the times, like, you just plug in your flash drive or whatever. Mm-hmm. You have your external hard drive. And then they have their files stored on the cloud or whatever. And then they can pull from yeah. whatever. So, I mean, it ain't even, like, anything crazy. Like, honestly, if you've been to Baron, you've been to a professional studio. So, it's, like... It ain't. It, it's just the name that might be intimidating. Like, oh shit, I'm going to Sugar Hill or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. going. To but they're all down to the same. I mean, I would say yeah. It just matters yeah. on like what size room you get, how many people you bring. Cause like every studio, every time I've been, it's a different experience. Yeah. From like yeah, a, that's a fact. not from like how you get treated as a client, but like your experience there. It's like, what are you gonna do today? Like, you never know who you might run into, bro. True. True. Like, it. It's. It's almost like South by. You never know who you're gonna run into. Like. I remember, um, That's it, the fucking, studio, studio. I went, the first studio I ever went to was in Austin. It was on Academy Drive. Fucking, I was in room B and Willie Nelson was in room A. And That's I'm like, crazy. God damn, Shit. I didn't even know this till like after I left. But I was like, God damn, fucking Willie Nelson's in that mm-hmm. bitch. That's crazy. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Cause that's yeah. how people, how close people be. Right, right. And another thing like too. Right now, like, like one president between this. Talking movie. about fucking wall. going to the studio and shit, and not knowing who's next to you. That dude with the dreads at Baron. Um, mm-hmm. I had went to Baron one time, and they messed up the booking. So my homie booked one room, and then he switched to a, def- a different room, and they walked me back. They walked me into a random ass studio. With the dude in the, with the mm-hmm. dreads, and I was like, oh shit. And I'd seen him, you know, just because he mixes everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he mixes Don, he mixes Yeah, he mixes Peso, a lot of shit. So I just like randomly got, you know, thrown into his room, and I was like, oh shit, like he's in here. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, because he looked like he cold. He looked like he showed yeah. no emotion, but he'd be like really. Yeah. I seen him, I seen him mix through that because I was standing in the corner. I didn't know if my homies were in there yeah. or not because there was mad people in there. And I was like, shit, and he was doing his work, and then he was like, oh, like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I, I'm, I'm supposed to be in here. He's like, this isn't your session, and he kicked me out. But That's it's funny. Cool. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, shit. That is funny. I'm about to say that. What are we talking about? We were talking, yeah, we were talking about them getting... He was talking about the dude from Baron that was mixing. Oh yeah, cool stuff. Yeah. Back to studios. What's when it comes to deals? Do you know anything contractual wise, like what to look out for as artists? Like in the studio. When or? it comes, uh, no, 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 just contract wise. When it comes to terms and shit like that. Just get a lawyer, man. Just yeah. fucking pay for the lawyer and get the <laughs> best fucking music entertainment contract lawyer you can. It's worth the thousand bucks if you need it. Yeah. It ain't gonna cost you a thousand. But I mean, that's like, honestly not bad when it comes to you being screwed out of thirty million dollars. Yeah, shit. I mean, I don't know anybody signing a thirty million dollar deal, but <laughs> you never know. Exactly, you never um, know. Yeah, I would say just don't think you can do it all yourself because more than likely you can't. You gotta have a lawyer. You gotta have a good lawyer. Find a local For one that sure. you can link up with, and you know, find one that's like got skin in the game too. So like everybody. If you have what do you mean by skin again? Like, find somebody who's done it before with, like, bigger artists. Okay. If you look at lawyers, and this isn't, like, a... This isn't a civil lawyer. It's a... I think this is more, like, up the criminal case alley, but uh, everybody uses Kent Schaefer. All the rappers use Kent Schaefer. Pimp C used What does he look like? Uh, I don't know. The he's black dude? Like a 5'10 white dude. Oh, white dude. Fucking, he's a lawyer. Sure. I don't you know. got glasses? Yeah. Okay, I was seeing him. Um, yeah. He's got kind of like curly hair a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So he was on Peso Peso's case. Yep, um, yeah. That was him. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Sauce Walker used him. I'm, everybody knows Kent. Like he's probably the best lawyer you can get in Texas if you have, if you run into anything. And he represents like pretty much every entertainer too. Um, every every artist. So like. Oh, he's getting that bad. Slim Thug, oh, yeah. fucking Pimp C. I heard about him from Pimp C. Like 
you know, 2006 or whatever, when he started, when he got out of jail, started talking about all the, like, bitch, my lawyer, I can't shape, I'm good. Like, all that <laughs> shit, you know? And that's crazy, because so, he does have a good rep. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people, I think the baby used him. He's got yeah. the credibility. Yeah, he did, he did. Yeah. But those are, like, more criminal stuff. Like, yeah, criminal yeah, yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah, if you have true. a civil case or anything like that, you gotta look at somebody else, and then, um, if you have, like, contract law, law it's a little bit different, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just, I would just get a really good lawyer for all that contract stuff because I mean you can negotiate and stuff but at the end of the day they're not really gonna most labels aren't really gonna budge you're gonna be like look like you know I'm Republic I'm not gonna do this so you can do that true so yeah, cause, mean, cause you're a number to them exactly I was like, yeah, that's like some army shit like you you know knee might show up and they're gonna find another knee exactly you know, so they'll find another one in a day to too that. shit so that's why I think it's still more important to just build your own brand and say mm-hmm. fuck the label. Even if you're not gonna like get that two million dollar advance or whatever, like it's so much more on the back end. Yeah, I would say mm-hmm. back end money at this point people should cherish it, honor it, do whatever whatever, put it on the pedestal because you should see from just people other people experience of how much working with a label it works for like one percent of the people, but for the most part, it fucks everybody else that signed a deal yeah. in any type of way. And if you talk about like people that are getting fucked over, Chameleonaire, they wouldn't, they wouldn't. I I forget what I think he was on Universal. Yeah, yeah. They I, there was a feud where they wouldn't let him drop, or they weren't letting him have creative control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he just said fuck it and became an investor and yeah. You know, so. You know, there's people like that. There's a lot of people that, you know, that'll sign a deal and then they just fall the fuck off. Like, look at everybody who signs a Soldier Boy. That's true. Like, bruh. I mean... I'm surprised you honestly still have a label. I gotta respect him, bro. He's... He did his thing, but... He's using these for their money. The only person I know signed a Soldier Boy that actually did something bigger than Soldier Boy, I think was Riff Raff. Oh, damn. Yeah, I didn't even know. Riff Raff, for a minute, a hot second, was on SMG. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Riff Raff, to me, he's been on fire for... He had him a good three-year period where it was Riff Raff. Yeah. And it's crazy, because... Jody High Roller. Yeah, Jody High Roller, man. And that, that big video that he had called Versace Python, yes, where sir. he had the snake on his shit thing. And, Oh yeah, yeah. I always used to fuck with River because I almost, as a fan, I didn't know if I would take him serious or this nigga just really, really nah, dedicated to the gimmick. You gotta, it's not a gimmick. That's him. Yeah, I would have to bro. He was in Sharpstown Mall. Passing out CD. Passing out CD. I have a CD of him and Freestyle Bully, and it's called the Lakers Freestyle. Freestyle Bully and Riff Raff went in on that bitch, oh, and dude. Riff Raff got his whole shit from. Uh, you know, just growing up, being a kid in Houston. Oh yeah. Fucking listening to Swisher House, dude. His whole his whole flow is Swisher House. That and uh, I'll say Big Tuck. Yep, yep. And he'll he'll tell you too, like fucking Big Tuck and Swisher House, and I mean he's got country influences too. Oh yeah, for sure. Dude, I heard yeah, a story. Hear I heard a story about him, and uh, he was at Lollapalooza festival in uh, or no no no. I don't think it was Lollapalooza. It was something else. He was at some festival in College Station a long time ago. Oh damn. Um, that this dude from Bel Air put on. But he was with Josh Turner, uh, who's a country artist, in this fucking trailer. And he kept asking Josh Turner, he's like, when are we going to make our country album? When are we going to make our country album? So he's, he's for real. Like, yeah, but he really he really loves the music. And that's why I fuck with Riff Raff, because it doesn't matter what he does. He doesn't give a shit. And, like, that's him. You meet Riff Raff, bro, he's not going to, like, go change and put on his swim trunks and take off his shirt Tag, and fucking put his NBA tat on his... Thing. Like nah, he's gonna. He's the first dude that I really think that was like one of the people that inspired like crazy tattoos too. Oh, for and, sure. Yeah, yeah. In the music industry, yeah. maybe Dennis Rodman too. Yeah, yeah. But like sure. Riff Raff, like he's the king of like crazy tattoos. To me. I would give it to Riff and probably Wayne. Yeah, Wayne had that like glowing yeah. dark tattoo. That was pretty cool. Because Wayne started and then his just went mainstream. And Riff Raff, I feel like he had the underground world. Yeah. Because Riff, like he had like a real like a real life wave for like two or three years. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was, was kind of honestly crazy because most of the time, some of the songs I heard they wasn't that good, but it's the fact that the energy he had. Yeah, he was had enough energy that. Yeah, but the crazy thing about Riff Raff too is he was signed to Diplo. Which right. is yeah, oh, yeah. Matt Decent records, and uh, 
he was signed to Diplo, so he was out in Vegas getting that fucking white girl desert money. check, you know? Like, just out there getting That's that Vegas check. Blue check and he, I, I believe he still lives in Vegas, but, you know, I he, say he moved there. Yeah, yeah, I think he was signed to, he, he might still be signed to Matt Dixon, but he was on there for a minute. Um, and that's when, you know, he had, like, uh, he had that first album come out. I forgot what it was, Neon, uh... uh Python. No, not Python. Yeah. Uh, Neon, uh... I know you're talking about that. I know yeah. you're talking about that. Yeah, we got this Yeah, he went, like, a whole different route. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, but rap he, EDM he almost. He had a very unique niche, and that's why he blew up, mm-hmm. I think, because he had a lot of, a lot of lanes that he captured audience from. Yeah, because now it's not the underground market. He's, yeah. like, on the... Well, he's on the icon. girly, girly, college girl type of market, almost. But not really. Yeah, he's in that, like... It's almost like a college lane, but that, not like, a college lane. I'm a freshman in college, and I'm in a frat. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or I'm in yeah. life. Cause he, this shit. is like a resurgence. Like he moved from yeah. hip hop to that lane, to where now they feel like Riffra is a new artist to the yeah, type yeah. shit. Oh yeah, I feel really? like McConan was like that too when he was coming up. And what uh, way? A little what bit, way? like just appealing to the college crowd a little bit more. Okay, yeah. yeah. They got and that like, song together he too. Had sort of a more experimental sound. Mm-hmm. Syrup in my soda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, oh, he was on that Atlanta was, shit at yeah, that time. He, he is Atlanta. Oh, for real? Oh, he's Atlanta. Atlanta. He's from LA. He moved to he moved to. I thought that nigga was from Man, bless that dude, bro. He was one of the coolest guys I ever talked to. Oh my god, McConan. bro. He he was a genius. Like this motherfucker could sit at the piano and just spit out a fucking melody like crazy. Yeah. And then uh, you know he'd have like so he's like very good at. Uh, harmonizing uh being melodic and that's how like i think he came up like he was fucking with father and all them so what happened with him was he was in la and he had a wrongful murder case i think and then he moved to atlanta for a little bit and then he started coming up with fat man key and uh two nine and jason all them and then um yeah my nigga morning put yeah i think mcconan put a whole murder mcconan mcconan got a pretty nice track record bro and he he just got fucked over bro. i think he got blackballed because he, he was did gay, he did he did get blackballed because he was gay he was at drake's studio and he brought his boyfriend and drake was like who the fuck is this get him the fuck out of my shit that's the story at least that i know yeah. um but dude mcconan solid dude man south by southwest 2014 2015 uh yeah south by southwest i'll never be he was a real cool dude, man, and then he just kind of fell off. Yeah. Um, but I, I used to Snapchat with him a lot, and yeah. like not on no, you know, weird <laughs> shit, but music shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, him, uh, and really the people that really like helped me have a foundation were, like, just the first people that like made me think like shit, I can do this, was what him, Lil B. Yes, sir. And Space Ghost Perp. Okay, yeah, and and, and Man Man Savage and Loki Post Malone. Post Malone, yeah, Loki. we met Post Malone and Man Man Savage. Yeah, so same day. Yep, Man Man and Post and I, we, we were always talking on Twitter and shit. That was a crazy day, man. That was a crazy day. Um, yeah, we met Post right like a few weeks after White Iverson dropped. No, before months before. It was before it dropped. White Iverson dropped properly in August of 2015. Oh, damn. So, we met him in... Yeah, damn. That's he, crazy. he had that song... It uh, was on... But it was on SoundCloud first. It me? was on SoundCloud for a little bit. Oh, and I remember I told you, I was like, bro, we're gonna... We're gonna SoundCloud. link up with this dude. And I, and we found him, and then... He's like, oh, that's that's I, Post I, Malone. I, I was I, like, what? I tapped on me, I was... Because I took knee to this... Uh, I, I remember he was like, I'm out in Austin. I'm with this girl or whatever. It wasn't like, Diplo. No, it wasn't Diplo. It was no, a, it was... It was Fetty Wap, bro. And A-Track. A-Track, yeah. A-Track was there. Fucking A-Track, man. That was a a Fool's Gold event. Yeah, it was Fool's Gold. Gold. So we walked in that bitch. That shit was cold. And uh, Nia was with me and my boy Andy and um, his girl at the time. And my boy Andy's really into music and stuff. Um, He's probably a good person for you guys to have on the podcast, too. He collects a lot of shit. but uh, A lot of music-related stuff. He knows a lot about UK music. Um, But... I tapped knee on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, that's that Post Malone dude. And I was there. He's like, I'll bet. And I was like, yo, Post. And he turned around. <laughs> He's with his girlfriend. He's like, who the fuck is this? I was like, yo, Post Malone. He's like, yeah, what's up? What's good, dude? And I, we just started chopping it up. And then, uh, you know, the show went on. He's like, yeah, man, like, Fetty Wap's going to bring me out, but don't tell anybody. So we were chilling in the crowd and shit. And I let him do his thing. And then, you know, we took some pictures, dapped up. And then, uh, you know, we were going to go to the studio and all that stuff. But, I, I feel like something else came up. I think you were going. Oh shit! 
you were going back like up north with your homie or something, and then mm-hmm. uh, we had like. I don't know. That was a crazy night. Just meeting meeting Post Malone before he was big, bro. Yeah, like, nobody knew who he was. Zero, oh, yeah. zero people. Crazy, people were on the, he was performing on the stage and nobody knew his shit. Exactly. And what I was saying. Yeah, and fucking Man Man was cool too. Man Man was a, was a really good dude. Um, you know, we did some business together too. We had a um, we had a song. And then I sent him some beats, but then he got locked up for like murder or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Out now. yeah, he's he's been out for a while, but yeah. he, he really hasn't like capitalized on the traction that he had. And yeah. I haven't really seen him and like him and Key are still working, but I haven't seen him and Key do like a crazy tape. Um, he's been chilling at this point. Yeah, no, nah, Key is mm-hmm. Key's still doing his thing, but I feel like, you know, just my personal opinion, I feel like that Atlanta wave of like. The two nine guys are mm-hmm. just—it's just kind of past. Oh, yeah. it sucks. Yeah, but because they on the verge of something new right now, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. It's all wise though. If you ain't wise though, you damn near ain't nothing yeah. in Atlanta. If, if you ain't wiping your nose on that slime. Type, yeah, like it's almost probably impossible. Yeah, I ain't gonna say impossible because Atlanta's Atlanta and everybody popping Atlanta. Right. But the big thing about Atlanta though too is they all work together. Oh yeah. yeah. People here don't work together, man. Not as much. I would say. Oh, yeah. I mean, the people I'm around, we we right, do. Right. Right. No, we need like a hundred more people around us. Yeah, I'm shit. talking about like I'm talking about like there's too many there's too many of these like neighborhood cliques, like yeah. If you look at 103 and you look at uh, y, uh, I think YSV, it's like scoot up and push up. Like those dudes, they don't fuck with each other at all. I don't think I know that's, that. That's all. Yeah. That's all Trey and A Leaf stuff. Mm. Oh. Um, the South Park too, but like though, there's too many fucking people that are really getting money. That are fucking just arguing over dumbass shit. Yeah. Like, like if you guys are rapping, just fuck, man. Just like make music and money. Like put that gang sure. shit up. I'm not in a gang, but I'm not gonna tell you what to do. But like Houston, we have had potential forever, bro. Oh yeah. First of we gotta all get together and make some crazy shit happen. Scarface, Willow Ridge High School, Mr. Three Two. You got, people, people listening might not know Mr. Three Two. I've, I've definitely heard about him. Please before. do your homework on Mr. Three Two. He was behind all of Dr. Dre, the Dog Pound, the fucking. He's from Houston. He's from Houston, bro. That's crazy. He was supposed to be Snoop Dogg. Just go do your homework on Three Two. Oh, damn. He's yeah. he's uh, the reason why Snoop Dogg exists. Anyway, so like you have Scarface, you have Three Two, you have fucking Zero, Fat Pat, all those guys. Houston's had a foot in the game for like years. But really, who's on the who's on the charts like Young Thug or stuff like that? Like, yeah, you can argue Travis Scott, but he, like mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, he really ain't repping Houston like he should be. Like, I honestly feel like Drake rep Houston harder than Travis Scott. Right, and it's fucked because for every sure. time somebody gets big, they dip the fuck out. Like, for sure, for you sure. know, like I'm, I would really love to see people get on a level that Maxo is at right now and just really turn up. Like I would love to see an uh, four or five Maxo. I would love to yeah. see an OTB fast lane. Oh yeah, a little yeah, Jeremy, yeah. a Maxo, a fucking D Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, he went to school with us. Really? He went to Sun Creek. What the fuck? Damn, I didn't even know yeah. that. That's crazy. Yeah. A D. Def- oh, Jul- uh, what's her name? Not Jul- uh, Jaleska too. Jaleska, her yeah. Remember her? She went yeah, to Blau with us. Jamie Mulan, yeah. She Jamie Mulan went to Blau with us. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I think she went to Sun Creek for a little bit, then dipped or something. I don't remember. I don't know. But there's my point is there's just too many people that really could get elevated, but they need to work together more. They can't, because for them and the way they look at it, once a body drop, we can never work together. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's why a lot of stuff would never be what we wanted to be. But that's why it doesn't happen here like it does in Atlanta because people in Atlanta, like yeah, there's still shit happening in Atlanta, but like the movements are too big for it to like. Uh, stop stuff. Stop, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause they, I feel like they would write a... It's crazy to say, but I feel like they would put a check over her life, in a way. Yeah. Facts. I feel like it, that's just an old way of thinking. Which yeah, like, yeah. It's like, that. that's cool in the 90s and 2000s, but like, there's really like a greater... Soci- now it's too much there's money a, to be kept. There's here. a greater societal movement yeah. happening right now. Where too like, much money. If people start... Thinking in the progressive way, in the mm-hmm. sense that like, yo, just put it, put it aside, like, whatever. 
you will be so much oh, yeah. more prosperous than just saying like, oh, we would own more. Like, we would. Oh, knee, I don't like that dude. Fuck that dude. I'm not fucking <laughs> anybody that yeah. fucks with knee. So like, it's like you know, like that's rental to yours. It says that exactly. anyway. Sometimes. So if you do that, like you're not gonna be able to get a beat from GSC. You're not gonna be able to mm-hmm. fuck with Josh. You're not gonna be able to fucking talk to you know Javier. You're not gonna be talking to. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Because that's like twenty streams of potential income yeah. exactly. that you're shutting down on yourself. They could, they could have been, they could have been like, damn, his shit was cool, yeah, but oh, well, he don't fuck with knees, so I'm gonna boom. collab with me on a shirt line. I'm gonna make him a song. There's two streams of income. Right. Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna get a beat or produce, produce a beat with GSC. Okay, there's another stream of income. I'm gonna go open a gym with Javier. Okay, there's another stream of income. Yeah. I'm just talking oh, off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't yeah, talk yeah. to these people. Shit, I don't even know some of those people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, why the fuck would somebody in their right mind just be like, I can't fuck with that dude because he fucks with that dude? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. A lot of people are born with hate. Yeah, and it's crazy too because I was watching, uh, you know, R.I.P. Young Dolph. I was watching this shit about, uh, you know, Key Glock and all them and like. There was somebody who came on IG Live and was like, man, like, uh, I fuck with CMG, but I also fuck with Key Glock. Oh, yeah, he died. Don't get it twisted. The black guy? Oh, he died? The comedian guy? I don't know if it was a comedian guy. Oh, no, 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 it was definitely that, that, in that sense, that was a senseless murder. It definitely yeah, seemed I mean, G. we don't really know what happened, but it was a price on both of them niggas. We can't have Gotti. We can't have anybody. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't honestly mind Gotti because I just never really listened that much to Gotti. Yeah, I would have read. I, it fucked up I definitely listen to more Gotti than Young Dog. I listen to way shit. more Dolph yeah. than Gotti. Dolph yeah. have got me through situations where like nigga just say a simple word. I'm like, I'm back, nigga. Yeah. Gotti did have some hard ass like bars yeah. uh, at least like five, ten years ago. Gotti was definitely in my ears, bro. Gotti, yeah, yeah, for sure. I definitely listen to more Gotti than Dolph, but like. Gotti has probably fallen a little bit to the side. Ever since that Champion song came yeah. out, I just... Music-wise, Champions, Gotti, is dead. Number one, yeah, that song, yeah. Business-wise, Gotti's up. Music-wise, he's dead to me. Yeah, I mean, really, Dolph and Gotti kind of the same. They all on their business they shit. They are, man. It's just, like I said, once a body drops, we can never acknowledge the fact that you another version of me. Gotti owns that fucking soccer team, too. Yep, yep, he got some, uh, what, the American League, I think. Oh, damn. Oh yeah. Hey man, give people some uh, words to live by, man. I would say something quote wise or just something that sticks with you in your brain when it comes to you on the last leg, you about to give up this music shit, you think about this. What is that that just keep you going and not quit? Shit. Like a quote? No, just anything. Or just something to keep just something you going. Something that you say to yourself, just anything. Or just something that man. motivates you in general. This is corny, but. No lie, every every time I get down, there's two songs that really help me. One is Help Me Please by Zero. Okay. And the other one is Thank God for the Trap by Larry June. Now, anytime I feel bad, I just listen to those songs mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck. I can get you in hustle mode again. He's like, hold up, I got this shit. Why the fuck I gotta, you know, be down you know, thinking shit. about that? You know, and I've been on, like, bro, it's crazy, like, I've always just kind of, like, chilled and been, like, I mean, I go out and shit, but, like, I just really, really, really listen to Larry as, like, That's your dude. Yeah. And I've been listening to him since 2013. Oh, yeah, way back. And I met him in 2015, and I met him again in 2016, and this motherfucker is so smart, dude. So you've been down him before we met Pose. Bro, everything about, like... Everything that he does is true. Mm-hmm. Everything that he spits is true. I got a stack of about seven books that I either learned about from him or a book that I read that he put me on 
suggested to me. They're all good. And those books, bro, you read these seven books, you don't even need to go to school. Type shit. Dead ass. Like, it's just, it's just crazy. And then, I mean, anything, like, any other thing that kind of keeps me up is, like, food. Bro, honestly, if I'm thinking about food, I'm hungry as hell right now, I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, I'm just, like, anytime I'm feeling bad, I'll just go cop something I never ate before. Or cop something that I know is, like, gonna hit. So, like, when I was in New York and I was like, fuck, I got no friends in this bitch. Man, I would roll up to a new pizza place and try that shit. Yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, damn, this is fire. fire. You know? And, like, damn, why do I need to be depressed when there's so many things? Oh, baby. So, just looking at life at, like, what else can I do that's immediate, like, that's quick, that can give me gratification to get me back on track. If I fall into too much of a hole... I just gotta consult with other people. Yeah. Like Omar, that's bro. True. I'm gonna go back to Omar. Me and him, we've been. T- that's my brother for real, bro. I never ever fucked with anybody harder than Omar, and he'll say the same th- thing. Anytime we're both in in some shit, it's always like, hey, bro, you got a second? Hell yeah, we'll be chatting for three hours. Oh yeah. And then we put each other back on track, and then like a week later, boom, something big will happen. Oh yeah. Oh, that was good. So it's all about, I would say. In that case of realigning everything from the chakras to the business to your spirit, and then also double back and having that team around you that just make you whole yeah, when you need to be. You gotta have a good safety net in, yeah. in the team. And I'm not even talking about like people that'll loan you money and shit. It's just no. like good people. I would say you need more spiritual than yeah. physical. For sure. But man, hey, this has been episode five, man. This should do a dot podcast. Yes, your boy sir. Desperado, aka. Justin. Justin. Hey, man. Y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy York and your boy. Me. Hey, man. Episode 5. We're bringing it to you. Yes, sir.